Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. I am very excited and happy to announce that we have a brand new series. Don't know the name of the series yet, but we will be delving into more of a philosophical uh, path, if you will. Now, I want to say before I introduce the person that even approached me with this idea, because it was not mine. Um, for those that say, you know, Dave, you, uh, there's a lot on your plate and yada, yada. I promise you folks in the coming weeks, there's a reason um, so many new series are being started and it will all make sense in the coming weeks. But without further ado, Scott, brother, welcome. How are you? And the floor is yours. What are we going to be discussing for episode one today of this series? Well, thanks for having me, Dave. I appreciate it. And hello, Gen Z and all the viewers and the public who aren't part of the Patreon members. Um, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different things today. We're going to be discussing integers on trauma and joy and how humanity has a potential to go either way. And it if you go in one direction or the other towards, let's say, positive or negative, there is a propensity for an equal and opposite, right? We have a, a big spectrum of potential for, for the human species, in my opinion. Um, also, let me just get out of the way that this is all just my opinion. I'm not going to claim anything's a fact. And these are just things that I've gleaned over years and years and years and, and my personal experiences. And people are going to disagree with me. And that is perfectly acceptable. I expect it. Um, you don't have to listen to me, but you should hear what I offer and consider that for yourself and just take it in on your own. Just copy and paste what I myself and you have a better version of me. And that's Scott. <laughs> Flattering. Thank you, Dave. You're, you're very kind. Uh, so uh, first, I want to give a shout out to Ani and Saru. Dude, that was outstanding hearing you make it a discussion about people transmuting their own personal traumas. Um, that that's something that I don't hear very many people talking about and everybody does have traumas though. They may personally view them in, uh, Oh, he's got a bigger problem than I do or whatever, but all experience is intrinsic to one's own self. You can't really ever walk in somebody else's shoes. You can only do your own thing. Right. So, uh, trauma and joy, right. Uh, with, well, let's, I'm just going to get something out of the way real quick. Please. So mo most dudes in the North, Northern Americas, chances are your first trauma in life occurred within the first few minutes of your birth. Uh, if you take a look down your shorts right now, if you're circumcised, chances are that is the source of a lot of unconscious trauma for you. Um, this is something that truly deserves its own couple of episodes. But before you have words, before you know what light is, what dark is, where you are, what you are, you're still feeling the heartbeat of your mother. You go through a series of traumas. And people say, oh, that's whatever. But the subconscious is like a record player or a recorder that goes on and, and just records everything that happens throughout your existence, right? Right. As I understand it. And so that initial... Uh, trauma is quite a shock to a, a tiny soul who just got here you know right. and from there that you know things things just get weirder uh, I, <laughs> I couldn't agree more I, I couldn't agree more I was actually um as you were speaking I was searching up here on my end the the concept of actually let me show uh, let me share my screen if that's cool if if you're done if that's of course sweet okay just want to make sure you uh you had the time to uh bring that up so 
and I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank Ani as well, too, because absolutely, uh, he really has helped even me with respects to the uh, capturing fractalized sh or shards of fractals. That's helped me give a very nice visual as well. Um, now, we see here pubhub.lib.msu.edu. For many years, trauma has been seen as a frequent elephant in the room, one of those features of life that we do not wish to strengthen by acknowledging its presence. Many people try to shun that elephant, averting their eyes and covering their ears because the pain of it is not what anyone wants and the effort of responding to it seems more than what many are willing to bear." End quote. Now, what's interesting uh, is that actually we see here, unfortunately, ignoring trauma does not make it go away. Personally, I couldn't help but think of the concept of dreams, if you will, with respects to if someone has dreams and they feel like you know, they have nightmares and things like this. If we for a second followed that that train of thought pertaining to, you know, um, trauma affecting your subconscious and your subconscious really being the the legwork of what one may or may not call, you know, the dare I say the soul matrix or, you know, for those that are more nuts and bolts, um, you can even refer to it as laser energy strings that comprise something, quote unquote, non physical, that's, you know, quantum physics is, you know, just now uh, discussing publicly, that's for a different conversation, but I cannot help but think that when you take a look at the the way in which someone claims, oh, I'm having nightmares, and they kind of just leave it at that, almost as if it can't be controlled, so to speak, it, it sort of resonates with trauma in that same regard. And I don't mean this in a way of like, oh, uh, it's it's very easy, everyone get, you know, get a hold of yourself. I don't mean like that. I mean, the way people have this activation of trauma when they're awake seems to be similar to some type of nightmare, dare, dare I say, when they're asleep. I wonder if there's a, a link there that is something that, again, the public academia, not to get all conspiratorial, but that public academia refuses to acknowledge, if you will. And again, as they say, if you can't disprove it, just dismiss it and ignore it, pretend like it's not there. I, I They're like know. UFOs for the past 80 years. <laughs> there Why you not? go. Right. Uh, so, so on that note, when, in regards to that being uh, something that affects people, uh, whether they know it or not, I got into the Wim Hof method a little bit over a year ago. And from that, the breath work is cool, but the ice baths were really challenging. First, the cold showers, right? And it's not something a lot of people are accustomed to, myself included. And so it's, it's a shock and you have to force yourself and will yourself into this uncomfortable situation, right? And he, on his uh, app, he also gives access to a, a, a goodly number of uh, podcast interviews one of which was uh, with dr jordan peterson and they're having this dialogue back and forth and in this dialogue it, they talk about the voluntary exposure to the uncomfortable right and so you're you're facing your fears you're facing things that you don't necessarily want to do uh he talked about a woman who had a fear of enclosed spaces um uh and he right. took her and had her stand in front of an elevator. And she said, look at that. It's a tomb. And he says, oh, so it's not even about just tight spaces. It's about, you know, death and entombment and being entrapped. And so for me, you know, the ice baths, it's a physicality. It's a mental discipline in it. And it helps to sharpen the willpower, in my opinion. And so it gives you that little bit of extra discipline. And from there, I was like, all right, well, what else can I do in that? I mean, you could, if you were so inclined, you could give yourself electrocurrent therapy or something extreme like that. I just said, let me start eating hot peppers because I'm a white dude who, whose grandmother thought onions were spicy. You know what I mean? Right. So, 
So I started with jalapenos and serranos. Next thing you know, I'm eating raw habaneros. And for me, you know, it's it's a lot. I went through basic training and we go through the gas chamber. And, uh, you know, you get exposed to some capsaicin there through the, uh, the CS gas and whatnot. But um, that's like shock treatment where this is like slowly building up a tolerance, you know. And so you can, you can build up your tolerance to a lot of different things, um, which is... I couldn't actually, I, I, I want to thank you so much for bringing up the win, the Wim Hof method. And uh, speaking of which, I'd like to share the screen here with uh, something that we just had up, but I wanted to read. So we see here that uh, obviously it has to do with um, uh, uh, mental endurance. But what we'll find here is that let me break this down very quickly uh, about Mr. Hoff's story. After tra tragically losing his wife at a young age, Wim spiraled into depression and was left a single father to four young children. To cope with his grief, he turned to the cold. By enduring extreme temperatures and undergoing extensive training to control his breathing, Wim gained his energy back, excuse me, and more. Years later, an extreme athlete, yogi, and all-around wild adventurer, Wim now holds 21 Guinness World Records, from climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in just a pair of shorts to running half a marathon above the Arctic Circle barefoot. He is living proof of what the human body is capable of. Now, he has also scientifically shown, and I quote, that we can train the body to better cope with stress, strengthen cardiovascular health, and gain control over the immune system, teaching thousands, including Russell Brand, Jim Carrey, and more recently, the body coach. His uh, healing method, his self-healing method has been proven to reduce stress, increase energy, strengthen willpower, enhance creativity, improve sleep, and heighten focus. So how exactly does it work? Now, if I could give very personally, I brought this up on the members side of the Telegram uh, probably about a month or so ago. And I've noticed personally, and I, I really want to say this to the audience with respects to this is this just because it works for me, guys, doesn't mean that it'll work for you, whether male or female, sort of like in school, some people are just naturally more, you know, uh, are better skilled at mathematics compared to science, some are better at gym than English, you know, things like this. Um, just like when you go exercise, some people, the, the bench press may work for you. Whereas in other cases, some people need to do, you know, the dumbbell flies to, to grow their chest, just everyone one is slightly different now with with respects to myself what i found is that personally for me having more um dare i say like fatty foods and and less carbohydrates has actually improved my sleep and helped me focus even more dare i say uh, one could call it um unintentional fasting within certain periods or windows now i'm not trying to say that i'm not a, an expert in fitness or, or health or anything like this but for those that have been asking on the member zoom calls now not only this but we find here that uh, according to Wim, and I quote, our bodies are naturally capable of withstanding extreme temperatures, but society has artificially controlled our surroundings to make us comfortable. Challenging the cardiovascular system and blood vessels with cold therapy balances hormones and builds mental resilience. Basically, the cold is our teacher and we can learn the power of our own minds. And he kicked things off with uh, regular cold showers. He recommends easing your body into the cold water one limb at a time. This is interesting because if I can make a correlation pertaining to what they say about astral projection or trying to leave your body, there are many different methods, don't get me wrong. But as we see here, as Mr. Hoff recommends easing your body into the cold water one limb at a time, running the hands, feet, shoulders, and then the rest of the body under the cold, this is what I find quite peculiar. 
because when we think about it, as they say, one popular method with astral projection, and again, just like the example I gave about school and the gym doesn't mean it works for everyone. But uh, Scott, have you heard of this method where they say when you try and astral project, once you find that state between being conscious but unconscious, you want to start slowly just tingling your fingers or, you know, envision moving your hands first and then work yeah. your way up to the show. Right. I can't help but think there's a, a parallel or potential parallel there. Well, sure. Uh, I mean, so when we're born and we first come into this plane of demonstration, right, we're just basically laying around crapping our pants and urinating all over ourselves and suckling our mother if that happens to be our circumstance, you know, so it's going to take time. I, I, I haven't done it yet, not knowingly, at least that I can recall. So, but from what I hear, they say, you know, you get to a place where your body starts to vibrate and feel like it's shaking and then, you know, you try and move your hands and then if you're able to pick them up a little bit without actually them leaving whatever surface you're on, you're on the way. Right. This, see, I also can't help but uh, think of as well the um, the whole concept of the, uh, excuse me, the, is it in Tibet or the the, the monks that, that, that meditate in the middle of the cold and they, they're totally fine. And there's some people as well that I believe certain individuals have not eaten in literally years and they, they uh, feed their body through water walking through water i believe there's a lot of different stuff out there and mm. and some of it to me seems kind of hokey but who's to say what's what anymore like so right. there are people who claim to be eritarians um i i read a book on the vital magnetism or vril and it was talking about being able to draw vital energy from the air through breathing in through and focusing on basically pulling a lot of the same stuff that the um uh robert monroe and the um gateway experience was talking about breathing in energy and imagining it being absorbed through the nervous system in the back of the throat and the head and then exhaling out spent gray or black used up energy um where it's talking about that and so eritarians i guess are people who don't really have to necessarily consume much in the way of fluids and very little to no food but i Right. I, I haven't seen it, so I can't really say if that's a thing or not. I need to eat. I like to eat. I find a lot of pleasure in it. I got I you. Want to stop. Uh, you know what, man? I, I, I want to thank you so much for bringing up trauma because I'll be totally honest with you. I had initially planned to, and still, by all means, if you happen to uh, be able to elaborate on uh, particularly, and this is no disrespect to, uh, obviously, on the male side of things, uh, pertaining to circumcision. I just, that was the train of thought that led me off of a springboard uh, pertaining to trauma in general. Is there anything you can add to that potentially? And so I, I I got some kids and one I did a little bit of homework before I decided to, to make my decision and and some of the things I learned is that the foreskin has Messrs corpus nerves and those are like the fine touch motors nerves on the inside of your palm, whereas the back of your hand you don't really feel quite too much you know what I mean. Oh. Um, but you can do all the real fine sensitive you know just how many pounds per square inch or whatever to, to do little fine touch things and that fine touch stuff. Uh, I want to say, I don't know how many are in the hand, but there's somewhere between 40 and 100,000 in the foreskin. And it's cut off the baby without anesthesia after the kids uh, uh, manipulated to be erect so that they can cut off that mm. bunch of nerves. And so 
there's a lot of gnarly shit that goes on in it. And if if people think it's not trauma, it doesn't hurt or anything, go watch. Just Google, you know, mm. circumcision. Not right now, clearly for not on the no, show. No, no, but but no, of course. On your course. own time, audience, take take a look. But uh, the kids turn purple from screaming and stuff. It's not right. it's not awesome. You know, they they disassociate. They just oh, he just fell asleep. See, he passed out. He didn't feel anything. He he's in shock. Well, let me let me. By the way, let me thank you for for giving the a personal example pertaining to your own family. I think that'll certainly resonate with a lot of people because, even yeah, I couldn't. I want to thank you for that because even like with myself, the first step to discussing this openly with others is admitting that you know within your own life uh, such instances, right? So now, um, yeah. what I, what I find quite interesting, however, is okay. This thing, this concept behind trauma, it's been alleged that. The, the vast majority of what we in this uh, time period, if you will, call ghosts, um, in certain instances, when certain spirits, ghosts, what have you, do not um, ca or cannot rather leave a particular property or vicinity, I can't help but think of, of course, entropy referring back to the previous members episode with Brandon. But in addition to that, their own... Okay, so how Dan Winter says get I think he says get fractal or get broke or something like or something like this. Get centripetal or get dead. Ah, there we go. Thank you. Get centripetal or get dead. Right. I can see why he's saying that because it's the same, dare I say, um, experience when one takes psychedelics, mainly, dare I say, uh, DMT, but that's not for me to conclude on. But the the idea is that when you I hate to be to be so vague about this, but when you mentally and yeah, dare I say, when you mentally lean into yourself, that transitions into what seems to be a sort of, um, dare I say, uh, spiritual or, again, for those that are more nuts and bolts, uh, I, I like to use the term uh, laser, laser strings, if you will, laser string type resonance, where just like frequencies, you choose different or just like surfing, you choose different waves to ride. And one thing that I find interesting is that trauma seems to have i don't mean conclusively but seems to keep a lot of these entities that should be quote unquote moving on from the physical it keeps them back it seems dare i say and what's interesting is that again i maybe i'm jumping here but when people state that you know for example oh when there's a, a spirit or a um uh in the house and they call a, a, a either a priest or a, a regardless of religion or maybe just you know a mediums investigators at, at some in some instances not always but in some you have those times when they they say it is time for you to go now they speak it out loud and the spirit uh, when they try they follow up on the family that's living in the house you know months later the, the family says no we haven't had any issues at all and if the air just feels less dense if you will i can't help but think trauma has something to do with that which is possibly why on the surface level of academia it's all just, ah, we got to speculate and it's a mental thing. It could be chemical. We don't know. I wonder if there's emergence there. Do, you see what well, I'm saying? I do. I do see what you're saying. Ed, and without getting too woo, which I'm not scared of doing, but some, some folks don't like it. I don't. It's whatever. Um, whatever. It's your, your series, brother. Whatever you like. <laughs> so, all right. You can measure brain states, right? And, and various brain waves have, have a frequency, you know, gamma, gamma being thing, yep. the fastest, right? Alpha being one of the slower ones. Yep. Um, emotions, too, have correlating rates and, and frequencies, excuse me. And um, these things, uh, so if there's emotion and it's sticking and it's 
hard, right? So let's say um, severely traumatic things happen, right? So I, I, I'm not too far from Gettysburg. People see ghosts in Gettysburg all the time. Right. 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 It's a place of immense trauma. I bet the Nang Valley in Vietnam has got ghosts all day. Um, right. All these places where these people experience confusion, um, a, a state where they disassociate from their body, you know, the a loss, all that. I can't even, well, I, I haven't been in those situations, so mm. I can't really say, but I can empathize. I suppose. Got you. Got you. And one thing that I find, <clears throat> again, thank you for sharing that that personal uh, note there, because what's interesting is if we look back to and I'm just for you in the audience, uh, just trying to make these parallels in real time here and see notice the patterns. If we recall back to when we talked about um, what's it called there? Uh, um, extremely low frequencies. Uh, ELFs, VLFs, ULFs, and that the whole idea, this is why to uh, many, I may sound like a broken record, but the point is to really hammer this down that Hertzian frequencies are only on the top part of the infrared spectrum. The In the 1960s, cycles per second to measure frequencies was replaced with Hertz. Now, here's what's interesting. I want to thank you, Scott, for bringing up the brainwave, uh, con uh, not concept, fact, actually, uh, scientific fact, because we see here that the delta wave, they're the theta and the delta at the lowest level of Hertz measurement, which they claim, you know, the academic community globally claims, oh, this is all we know. When really, if you go lower than that, you have James Maxwell's unified field theory, which this makes perfect sense as to why they say publicly, oh, we don't know what's going on below delta, because anything below delta, in my opinion, is what the WHO PDF showed, where it latches onto the body. Now, I wonder if they say it can't go any lower because of the fact that that is how just like surfing when riding a wave, humans and non-humans enter into the body through dreams. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, as we see here, like the, the chakras, right? I'm just hypothesizing. Now notice the lower you go on the chakra, the longer the wave, sort of like they hug the ground. If you go even lower than that, sort of like when they say, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I continue to find interesting about the chakra system is that uh, it's got the, the whole rainbow spectrum, right? And we go from uh, red, orange, yellow, um, red, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I can I can pull it up if you like. Yeah. So, but but violet is the combination or purple is the combination of blue and red. So I'm guessing that that is the mm. eclipse point of the next set of octaves up. Wow. I didn't even think of that. That's wow, 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 wow. Okay. So this would make perfect sense. If we're, if we only see fast vibrating frequencies, if one is able to tap into the lower than what we know as Delta frequency, which we see here is the very unconscious, very deep sleep state. Oh my gosh. You can then, this would, okay, I don't mean to jump too quickly here, but this would coincide with zero point energy because you're now going lower than one hertz. And so what you have is zero point energy, as Dan Winter states, is, the, um, is that, that centripetal force, as we see here, right in the center, smack center. So the point is, as Mr. Winter says, either uh, get centripetal or, or get, what was it again, Scott? 
get dead or get dead right so what you have is and when dan winter says get dead dare i say he may be referring to the concept of that ghost where you're traumatized over and over again, hence why trauma may not be an actual, um, you know, a psychological issue that quote unquote could be solved because it truly is the core of what's happening all around us in a, in a sort of like in a mirror projected way. So that's why we see here that when they say neg entropy, which means outward and entropy means inward, this speaks to as well imagine say the dare i say the human soul hypothetically is here in the center when one prays outward as many uh, religious institutions not the religions but the institutions themselves have taught us you're praying outward you're not and this could reinforce that drop that trauma excuse me which reinforces a more longitudinal wave sort of like again more of a spaced out wave instead of focusing inwards because when focusing inwards you can then you are then forced to dare i say deal with this traumatic experience and i think this could be substantiated with mr luke montagnier's dna teleportation dna molecules can teleport um i have to be careful because i want to put this on youtube the same montagnier that recently passed away the same um montagnier that um didn't ex wasn't exactly a fan of let's call it the beep boop um uh, but anyways yeah we, yeah, yeah. let's uh, I, and again that is not not trying to get political. do your homework people take right. a look into his what he had to say about that right not do your not, own research right not trying to get political just yeah exactly um so we see here according to a team and i quote according to rexresearch.com according to a team headed by luke montagnier previously known for his work on hiv and aids two test tubes one of which contained a tiny piece of bacterial dna the other pure water were surrounded by a weak electromagnetic field of seven hertz 18 hours later after dna amplification using a polyamorous uh chain reaction as if by magic the dna was detectable in the test tube containing pure water now what's interesting this speaks to again for those on the member side of patreon the concept of non-locality where just very quickly to give that that visual reference we discussed here um please forgive uh my divinity no, your, your artistry is improving there and i think everyone loves it <laughs> thanks man i appreciate it nobody should ever take themselves too seriously that's honestly. why i that's why i have no i have no shame in showing it yeah <laughs> awesome dude um so we see here again thank you the cause and effect as we as people here tend to view things as whereas it's actually all happening at once and if it's all happening at once the the dna as described here would appear and then uh, would appear and then disappear and then constantly do that over and over because we are non-local we are all a slice of that metaphorical pizza now if we see here they were surrounded by a weak electromagnetic field of seven hertz four to eight that's theta deep meditation between awake sleep flow of ideas shamanic states and bridge to the subconscious what if they tested it with a lower hertz, which I bet you they may they may have done, but it became quote unquote uh, became uh, an issue for national security. I bet you because if if they had tested that under one to three hertz, I think you would have a more dare I say accurate and faster teleportation instead of it taking eighteen hours, maybe eight. Maybe I'm just throwing numbers out here, but you see what I'm saying? It seems mm -hmm. like again this goes back to Mr. Winter's concept of focusing inwards 
the implosion. And that could be the concept of when the shell, dare I say, you know, the body dies, if you will, but you know, we don't, but the shell does. For those that have not gotten over their personal traumas, they're stuck in that circle. So say in the house that I'm in right now, I, you know, knock on wood, pass away at this moment. I'm say I have a trauma that I haven't gotten over. I will be stuck in that loop, sort of like an entropic circle. I will be stuck in that loop over and over until an external source says you can move on or not that it tells you what is something that you know within you, but you're not looking. So maybe some people can relate to this. Please. Uh, having obsessed over something seemingly insignificant for long periods of time, you know, just because so maybe some ladies could, you know, oh, I just can't seem to get my makeup right today. And they'll spend an extra 45 minutes and focusing sure. on trying to do that. Right. But, but here we have these things that we may not even be aware that are bothering us affecting our day-to-day -day life. You know what I mean? And so it could be anything from your parents' divorce to uh, abuse, traumas, uh, beatings, whatever, you know, childhood stuff, adult stuff, teenage, teenage stuff is, I would dare say, extra, extra funky because mm -hmm. you're in a very strange transitionary period where there's all these extra hormones, your brain, your brain is, brain chemistry is changing. Sure. There's a lot going on. Poltergeist activity frequently is associated with teens going through hard times and stuff also right right, right. yep so uh I, here we go back onto the brain activity stuff you know what i mean um right that's okay that may be because they again we're just exploring ideas folks not that i'm a scientist yes. yeah that could be because potentially these teenagers are going the chemical imbalances in the physical due to their just physical growth are causing an activation in the ultra low waves that let's hold on in the ultra low let me make sure i got this right uh delta waves that may be that may go even lower than delta that you know publicly is stated oh it doesn't we don't know or it doesn't exist or yada yada that is activating that poltergeist activity which in the physical world could or would make sense because the lower you go the more you hug the ground the denser you hug the ground and that creates a ripple dare i say and the ripple is like, so for example, okay, let's say that you're a bunch, you're, I love this example, man. Thank you. you there's a bunch yeah. of, you're a bunch of teenagers in high school hanging out and, you know, you're going through something that's, you know, uh, emotional or anxiety, but a part of the learning process and growing up and all of this. And say, for example, you then, uh, there's poltergeist activity because without even realizing it, some of your theta, theta and delta wave, um, dare I say, brain states are being not in a bad way. I use this word carefully manipulated based on the chemical imbalances of your growth that if we were taught and not limited to because of quote unquote national security reasons, if you will, we would understand below the delta waves and be able to harness that and actually channel that for good or something like this. And I say this because notice that when one is awake we are in the beta wave state and our brain gives off the beta waves. Now, if one could trick the brain into believing that they're constantly in only a beta, alpha, theta, delta environment, anything outside of that, such as, you know, AKA poltergeist activity would be considered a quote unquote phenomenon. And what you would then have is 
the, the reason, for example, say you ha- you're a bunch of teenagers at a house and, you know, you're in the basement and all of a sudden there's poltergeist activity at, at, at say, the top floor of your house, let's say, it would explain to me at least why the waves are elongated and why they occur in the delta and theta or at least theta being the doorway because they're slightly more elongated which allows for more quote-unquote information structures to disseminate across the vicinity in which you are physically located in aka ergo entropy or something like this or neg entropy dare i say because entropy would be leaning inwards and controlling it neg entropy would be as dan winter shows here going outwards so you would then have this sense of losing control and then that poltergeist activity makes your mind freak out even more and not hone any of this and makes you look even more outward and then what happens if there's poltergeist activity and you've been raised in a dare i say um and this is no disrespect because i was raised in a catholic setting uh, myself you call your parents you're scared and they say pray to god your, your your intent is now going upwards instead of inwards you see what I'm saying? So you're now sending your intent somewhere that is not even doing anything. And then it becomes, okay, if prayer doesn't work, time to go see a doctor. You go see a doctor, they prescribe medication, and then that changes the whole chemical balance of your brain. For, for better or worse, it's not for me to say, but do you guys see where I'm going with this? And then on top of that, you get, you get so down. What happens when you're down and depressed? You don't want to do anything, let alone cook. You go grab McDonald's instead of that meat and salad you were going to have. And then it spirals down from there, which speaks to, again, Dan Winters talking about how things go outwards when you're not doing it, doing it right, in his opinion, compared to inwards. I don't know. I, I want to thank you. Do you do know, <laughs> but it, you're humble is the thing. You're I humble. Appreciate. Thank you, and man. I, yeah. Uh, and, and you know what's right for you. And that's, that's all anybody can really do is find what's right for them. And that thing very likely will change over time from the time you're a young person to a young adult to an adult to I suspect even in uh golden ager. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's all gonna shift. You know, we're right. we're in constant states of evolution if we're fortunate enough to to make it that far. And I um, and if I could say very quickly, I, I wonder as well, again, going back to Micah's work of the, you know, the, the the zodiac and all this, we are in the age of Aquarius, which according to many ancient scriptures and writings has been known as the uh, time of enlightenment, if you will. I wonder if the age of Aquarius is due to this right here, the delta waves being activated in a natural state much more often than not. And so what you have is instead of it's kind of like sleeping in bed during the winter time versus the summertime, the bed sheets are thicker in the winter to keep you warmer. In the summer, you only need maybe one sheet and you're fine. Same idea with frequencies. A natural thinning of frequencies occurs every, uh, every time the Aquarius age comes. So having consumed a lot of media throughout my life, movies, music, and, and TV sure, and stuff, sure. uh, shooting over to Game of Thrones real quick, talking about summer children and winter is coming. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my. Wow. <laughs> like, and, yo, that dude's brilliant. Uh, he, I, the, he said something that really resonated hard with me is that nobody is the villain in their own story, Right. And so all these people who are doing things that are pretty seemingly nefarious to the average Joe right. are, are doing it from a place where they think they're doing the best thing for either themselves or those around them or their attache or whatever. Um, 
but uh, that 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 may not be the case. Um, being that we're all little fractals of the creator, mm. in my opinion, you know what I mean? It's hard to look at someone doing some really shitty things and say, yeah, I know you're God too. And I still love you, but you got to stop being a dickhead, you know? Wow. I, yes. It, it, it's hard to do that. It's a work in progress. I'm sure even for the Dalai Lama. Who said, frankly, I'm going to quote the Dalai Lama, it would be reasonable if you had a gun to shoot back at someone who was shooting at you. He right. said, Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's okay. There's wow. And also that reminds me of um, and I want to thank, please forgive me, whoever I was speaking to about this. This is not my this came from a Patreon member. It was not me. I want to be very clear. Whoever this was, please comment on the Patreon post when this gets put up because I want you to get the credit for this. Someone said to me, Dave. You remember the film Ready Player One, the first race to find that key? Everyone starts and goes forward, but then that the main character, uh, the, the protagonist, he reverses and he gets to the right away. He gets to the finish line by reversing. And then just by reversing and trusting and reversing his car, the, the, a bridge opens up that used to be thought of as a wall, but is really a door. And then that's, again, speaks to Dan Winters looking inward entropy instead of outwards ne neg entropy. Yeah, I, it's been in front of our faces the whole time. We don't have to be in conflict if we're all creators. If we're all fractions of the same creative source, there's no reason to like. No, because be con heads, right? I mean? Because uh, very well said. Because disagreements or what we label as disagreements may not be so much disagreements that that uh, come to that manifest in a negative sense, but they're another slice of the pie or pizza that we have just been conditioned as a modern society to think of as right versus wrong. When really, it's just another slice of the pizza. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right versus wrong. You know, uh, huh. Morticia Adams said something and it was uh, what is normal for the spider is chaos for the fly. You know what I mean? And so people act within their nature. You know, Emperor Palpatine had to do all that nasty shit in order for other people to see what the uh, what the empire was going to do. And then be like, oh, that's shitty. We don't want that. Mm -hmm. They're there also to educate as much as people are there to do good and help it's like what they um, say i'd like to thank the person that told me this you don't need to and you know who you are sometimes in order to see you need to close your eyes that's apropos yeah that's that's a wow okay my gosh i think that that's very um i have to say that that speaks to a lot because the fact that it goes back to the the brain regardless and this concept of trauma not being able to oh my gosh see now i'm thinking and this is no disrespect to people like jordan peterson the not the speaker but jordan peterson the therapist or the clinical psychologist psychology i imagine is and having a therapist is is fantastic uh, for many but the thing is is that the psychologists themselves with good intent presuming they have good intent don't realize and i'm not saying i do but don't open the door of exploration pertaining to um things that are maybe not so much physical and more so internal but then that creates an issue of you see if they even want to that creates an issue now through the eyes of the law right can as a psychologist can you do that oh. so you then have a, tr a system that is entrapping the psychologist and this could be applied by the way 
oh, I can't. Um, we've seen that yes. in some cases with, do- yeah, with certain doctors, let's say. I'm going to leave it at that. But you know where yeah, I'm going with there, that. Yeah. There are systems that in regards to health are very constraining to what can and cannot be done within the law as far as the legal system goes versus natural law, which is a whole other dialogue. Right. You know? Yeah, that's a whole. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, did you want to keep going, brother? Or did you want to wrap it to make it sort of like a introductory episode? If not, we can keep going. Um, it's we can do you. like a like another 15 minutes. Uh, maybe the people will like it or maybe we'll turn it off here, whatever you folks want to do. Sure. Let's uh, you know what? Let's let's keep going another 10, 15 minutes, because I know a lot of people like to uh, they're um, they, they, they love the, uh, the the members episodes. So, um, OK, let's if if it's cool with you, Scott, let me share my screen here. Let's head back to the original uh, springboard point uh, foundation of this episode. As a brief example, back to pubhub.lib.msu.edu, I found that learning about childhood responses to severe and prolonged trauma raises important questions about the meaning of rationality. Okay, maybe this is me just going, making leaps here, but you see here, I just, my brain, severe and prolonged trauma, sort of like the delta wave, prolonged and elongated. Mm. I mean... So in certain religions, circumcision is ritualized, right? And so as each individual male has to experience that, then they have to go back and they have to hold down their kid while the, 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 the priest or whatever right. agent per- performs the circumcision again. And so they're forced to sit there and watch that shit happen all over again, reliving it through their subconscious while they're observing it through and- uh, perpetrating continual trauma through the bloodlines as i've said before and because they're so young the intent they're already putting intent out without realizing it because the the, the children are and i say this uh in a good way so pure and innocent that they're kind of like a brand new radio that you just turned on the antennas are going all over the place until you tune it and say okay i want this channel if you will that is certainly tuned uh in one direction or another um, right gotcha. a set of experiences that aren't necessary in the united states um through uh the pediatrician said uh for any means other than being purely cosmetic mm. in the u.s you gotcha. know religious whatever do your thing but um yeah to colonel clear, kellogg yeah said we should encourage circumcision so that dudes don't masturbate as much I, I may be paraphrasing, right. but Colonel yeah. Kellogg is, he, yeah, he's he's a whole other son of a bitch. He's the same dude who made Kellogg's Corn Flakes, a bland and unsatisfying cereal, which is supposed to help you be better throughout your day. Oh, interest, interesting. That's, wow, okay. Um, speak. Yeah. Well, with that said, I want to say as well, too, for the audience watching or listening to this, this is, again, no disrespect to um, any religion or anything like this. We're just exploring ideas. And I think one of the best people to do with is Scott and one of the best audiences to have is the Gen Z audience for this because you all know that we're not trying to um, offend or anything like this. But we see here, for example, because, again, understanding the landscape of yourself and others is what is, in my opinion, one of the tools needed to move forward, if you will, from this um, alleged, you know, uh, potential Faraday cage we may or may not be in. But we see here as a brief example, excuse me. um, Okay. 
if one says action, okay, some behaviors of traumatized children look decidedly irrational from the traditional standpoint of presumed objectivity. If one says action A is prohibited, so if you do action A, then consequence B will follow and you will not like that. It seems perfectly rational that a child will, uh, once they get the hang of it, will try to avoid that sequence of events. But a child who has been traumatized may not follow this rational pattern, which of course looks irrational if we do not know that they are responding to a different set of concerns or needs. A child who has been abused may perceive the laying down of the rule as a prelude to an abusive episode, which they cannot avoid because children cannot prevent adults from abusing them. Since they cannot avoid it, they know it is coming. And at some point, the anxiety of knowing that it is coming may be more difficult to bear than the abuse itself. This is interesting because this also speaks, particularly this sentence to me, speaks to me about living in the moment rather than, um, again, if, if one lives in the moment, and I'm, again, the, the concept of manifestation, it's not that you will immediately be able to control your environment, but understanding and honing in your behaviors, you may be able as a child, even as an adult, uh, re-experiencing said traumas to remove the anxiety from your, so to speak, from that trauma. How do you do that? Again, living in the moment, much easier said than done. I will be the first to tell our audience that I, I was, it took me over uh, my, up until a year and a half ago to be able to visualize, to sort of hone that in, if you will. Um, but what's interesting is that, so they may deliberately act in the way that triggers the consequence because controlling when it comes is better than simply waiting for it. Ah, what, any thoughts on that, Scott? I mean, no, no, That's, but it's, it's yeah. certainly telling of certain uh, families and the way they, they kind of do things with ritual abuse and whatnot. Mm. um you know maybe maybe that has something to do with it with uh ritual abuses and whatnot that that are passed down on the people ah uh, i see now so thus they very rationally exercise the little agency they have over the situation controlling the timing of it since they cannot control anything more maybe that lends to personality types that are very iron fist control domineering which right. they would then select to go to maybe harvard and and get into certain positions so that they know that people who are very control oriented will perpetuate certain systems it's like when a dare i say rebel gangs in other parts of the world use child soldiers it's because you can indoctrinate them from when they're young so it's like it's that same concept Right. It's a mod. Right, right. This does not make rationality simply a matter of perception, but I hope it does point out that our ability to perceive the rationality of an action or choice depends on our ability to understand the world and experiences that led to it. Right. This reminds me of, um, I, I forgot who said it, but this person, and again, this is speaking on very extreme ends of the spectrum, but they had said, and this does not mean I support it. Um, but again, if we're free flowing the exchange of ideas, he said, there's only two ways to truly live in peace on this, on this planet, either to have a clear conscience or to have none at all. Now, again, that's the spectrum there, but interesting that the ones in which are traumatized tend to now, I wonder if this trauma could subconsciously be channeled, um, 
it, it, with respects to energy and frequency brainwaves to also do good, dare I say, or to take that as something good. And I'll tell you, I mean, for those that are members of the Patreon, I, I'll be blatantly honest. Many of you know some of my, my, my past before I got into this. I'm not going to sit here and say that some of those things were not traumatic that I had gone through. And it makes you think that if one could channel that, if it could be used for good, I'm not saying that's what I'm doing, but just follow that train of thought, right? So it's been my experience that uh, lessons that are either the most costly or expensive or painful are the ones that are best learned, right? Right. And so when we're going through trauma, like we come into the world and we're at that zero point on the integer scale, right? And we, yep. you know, we instantly, many of us get a bunch of trauma, uh, even being born is traumatic. Right. So, so once you, you start getting out from that point zero, that creates a potential for you to either go back or go go forward but you can transmute that that pain and that suffering into other things and you can take a lesson that you learned doing something maybe not so awesome and turn that shit around right so luke right the star wars trilogy the the yep. well, the the fourth one right the three sure. uh, four five six right uh in five he's wearing all black and he was kind of on the dark side right and they switched all that shit around. Darth Vader threw the Emperor down an electrical shaft. So they switched you it. can you can go to the you know op reverse polarity. Right. I okay. I want it. Nothing know, is hopeless ever. Right. And speaking of which, if I'm thinking in the next couple of minutes, we'll wrap it up to end on this type of thought. If that's cool with you. Um, Sweet. So we'll see here. And please let us know in the audience if you would like these episodes to be longer, uh, maybe shorter, because we cover such dense topics that um, sometimes it's quite a bit to grasp. But okay, this is Scott. Thank you, man. I love you for bringing that up. Because say, take a look at this when one is born, right? This is the dare I say the circle like with entropy and all that. You need to have a I, maybe need is a strong word, but you one. Okay, I'm just going to use it for the lack of I can't think of anything else at the moment. If you're born and this purple circle represents you being born and a, a positive experience, but you don't know that it's positive because there's nothing to compare it to. If you have a traumatic experience, you then have something to compare it to. There's your eight from your um, there's your eight from the uh, what's it called from ancient Egypt, there's your duality, there's your, you know, needing one, one cannot be without the other, because of the, oh my gosh, and it can go even more than that, but if, but it can go into what we would call, you know, 3D, 4D, 5D, but this duopoly, this duality is what's been leaving us stuck in this, whatever we're in, anyways but you see what i'm saying how this one circle turns into two because of the initial experience without that experience you'd still be a purple circle without knowing that the red circle even exists because there's nothing to to compare it to yeah so salt is something that by itself is quite bitter but when added to uh confectionaries it increases the sweetness uh my i went to a, my wife when we were first dating it was the first time i had ever seen anybody put salt on watermelon and i tried it and i considered it life-changing wow it's if you haven't done salt on watermelon people give that one a go i'm hold on uh salt on so, watermelon so 
without the bitter, the sweet isn't as sweet. And so it behooves one to um, try and find the mental or emotional space to appreciate when you're going through a struggle instead of just poor meing it. Because it's while all of your emotions and experiences are valid and you should go all the way to as far as you feel you need to, it's also important to come back to middle and come back from that and not stay in that place of, you know, oh, this happened. I can't believe that son of a bitch did it to me. Right. Or, you know, right. you got to come, you got to come back from that shit. And, you know, it's not always easy and it's not always fun. In fact, it's never either of those things. It's not I, fun or easy. Right. I couldn't agree more. You have to bring yourself back to center and then re, re, refocus and reestablish, okay, where to next? And we cannot say on this show here, not because we don't want to, we cannot say to each individual listening or watching right now what that means to them because that's like the phone example with an iPhone or an Android. It's the joys in the journey, but it's exclusive to the individual, which speaks to quantum physics. Reality is only as real as the individual observing it. So it's like, okay, so it's like when you have a text messaging app on the dock of your phone and I may have it on the folder on the second page. We're both getting to the app, but we have different ways of getting there, which is why we cannot say on right not because we don't want to but because we truly can't because it's up to each individual person but for, for those that may think how can we get there i think having a conversation like this or listening to something like this is at least step one i heard a, a recording of a man who was born in 1839 and he said if you rule the world what would you have people do and he said uh and he was this old decrepit dude with a cane he's just chilling he's like I would have people be honest with each other. And if they had any bad habits, get rid of them. That's it. Mm. That's so it. being honest with your fellow man and having the respect to hear what they had to say, because everything that they go through is just as valid as what you go through. You know, who's That's to say what's more or less important? If I could, that's so true. And um, if it's cool that we ended off here on, on this note, I can't help but think of that. It's been said that at least in my experience growing up, I've learned and maybe I'm wrong, but I've learned that the quote unquote best leaders or wisest leaders, they listen to everyone. And this reminded me of I know that I know that think of Steve Jobs, what, what you will, but at least in this context, in one interview, he brought up a point in 2010, right before he passed away, where he said, you need to have um, the best ideas need to win, regardless of the position of the individual in the company. If the janitor has a better idea than the vice president of Apple, let's say, we're going to go with the janitor's idea. But too many people with ego think I'm the vice president of this company. I have the best idea. Screw you. But the janitor, it does. Right. Because this hierarchical system is just a label. That's that's a, a stage, if you will. Because delusion, we're all, it, delusion, we're all equal. Right. Got you. Well, with that being said, everyone, I want to thank you all so very much. I have a strong feeling even before uh, uploading this, uh, which I will like minutes after we finish recording, um, that you're all going to really like this and want more of it. But Scott, please, if there's anything you want to say before we end off. No, I'm just flattered and honored to be on here to have the platform, Dave, and I appreciate your time. And uh, if, if anybody wants to find me, they can find me on the Gen Z Patreon. They can also find me at Curiosus Animus at Twitter and uh wtfirgo5 on instagram which is less common these days but it's still there 
I, I encourage everyone to check out Scott's Twitter. He has some very interesting tweets that really evoke and provoke some philosophical thought. And I really do mean that. So thank you so much, everyone. And we'll catch you all uh, very soon. And for those watching or listening, we have uh, in the coming hours, uh, Euclid followed by Black Cube and obviously much more. So thank you, everybody.